through the darkness of future past, the magician longs to see one chance out between two worlds. Fire, walk with me. Hello! <laughs> Was that the start? <laughs> That's the start. That's the... Hello! <laughs> Welcome to the McGettin Fries podcast. Today's episode is a very special Twin Peaks of the Return... Chat. Chat. Just a chat. Because it's not a review. It's not a... It's not, it's an, not an in-depth re- analysis. It's, no. just, it's just two guys talking about Twin Peaks after they've uh, just it. recently finished the, the third... Third se- Twin Peaks: The Return. The Return, yeah, or yeah. season three, I think the DVD box set says. Yeah, but before we start, we should say that as usual, we are brought to you by GreenRoom136.com. They mm-hmm. make urban carry gears for every shape and size. I myself have the, I have the me- no fuck, I have the Rainmaker. No, I have the big one. I've, I've, I've the, got the big one. I've got the Junk Monkey. Yeah, you got the Junk Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got the Rainmaker. I got the I got the Rainmaker Tactical. Yeah, I don't. I don't need the tactical yeah. shit. I just got the normal junk I need, monkey. I need, I need, Ser- I need, serving me fine. I need room for my laptop, my pliers, my fucking. You need a lot internet of room. cables, fucking PC cables, shotgun. You're a big guy. You need a lot of shit. Yeah, and it fits like a glove. Um, so before we uh, start talking about Twin Peaks, uh, you should, just give a huge well, shout you should out. Go to greenroom136.com and use the discount code MCAP10 before we start <laughs> talking about Twin Peaks. <laughs> I forgot about the discount card. <laughs> yeah, MCYAP10 will get you a 10% discount code on checkout. And if you want to check these out in the flesh, if you're in Malaysia, the new Genesis backpack is now available at a pop shop, MY at Jaya One, and the C-Zone at IOI City Mall. Now, before we start talking about Twin Peaks, what should we do, Levin? We should give a huge shout-out to Harry Dean Stanton, the great, late Harry Dean Stanton, yeah. passed away today? Today, yeah. Today, today, at the age of 91, so I mean, good innings, man. Fucking guy hung in there. Pour one out for a motherfucker. There you go. Cheers. Even from... <sighs> what age would he have been an alien? I don't know. Because he's always had that old face, I, I right? Don't know. Well, I mean... I saw... Somebody... Even even when he was young, he kind of had the old face. But it's yeah. only when you go back and look at it now that you realize just how young he actually looked. But yeah. he was one of those guys that always kind of looked old. He's like, you know, Patrick Stewart's always kind of looked yeah. the same. When he, uh, yeah. there's a, someone put a clip online of him playing the guitar in Cool Hand Luke. Mm. And it's he looks old timey. He has that old timey look. It's not old. It's old timey. He dude, looks like he's walked out of the twenties, which is when he was born. Dude's been over. Dude's been in over a hundred movies. Uh, over, like I think even more. I don't know, but like shitloads of TV. He's been working since the fifties. Yeah, and I mean, I think he was in bits and pieces of Bit Player, and then like I think it was Cool Hand Luke, and it was Paris, Texas, that kind of kicked him off. You know what? I think was one of the big ones for a while. I mean, yeah. was, was he was he was that before or after Alien? Uh, Paris, Texas was after Alien. Yeah. That was in the 80s. Uh, Alien was 79. But the guy's just been in tons of films. Alien, Green Mile. He turned up in the Avengers. That was the bizarrest thing. Because, like, he turned up in a... the, Turned up in the last stand. Because after <laughs> Repo Man, after Repo Man, he was kind of like... He's an indie actor, almost, you know, mm. in a way. He turned up in different, like, indie roles and different things. Or was he in... Was he in Coffees and Cigarettes? Is that... That, that uh... That movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I, 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 I know the one you mean. No, yeah. I don't. I don't think he was in that. Uh, but he's just—he's just one of those actors who's been in so many things that it's impossible. It's impossible to 
to to you know just to remember everything that he's been in. Um, he's in Big Love. He he did work quite a bit with uh, David Lynch. He was in The Straight Story. Uh, he was in Inland Empire. He was in um, you know like Twin Peaks, Firewalk with Me. Two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> playing Dude, playing himself apparently. Dude, when you're Harry Dean Stanton, you can be an eight. He did some jobs with. Um, Adam Sandler as well, and he turned up in a few things. But uh, absolute legend, and it was great to see him. I, like, it feels it feels raw because I only just stopped watching Twin Peaks during the weeks, and he's mm. just right there in it. He's he's yeah. his way through the whole show. I was a little bit more ahead of you, but he's still crystal clear in my mind. Carl from, Rod from Twin Peaks. Uh, but the the scene that I will always remember him for was um, the the rehearsal for the electric chair in Green Mile. <laughs> oh, he was that asshole. Right? Yeah, you know. When, you know, he's like, you know, walking the mile, walking the mile, walking the green mile, mm, getting strapped, getting lo- getting wired, <laughs> you know. And, and, like, and when Tom Hanks is like, any last requests, it's like, yeah, I want a fried chicken dinner, <laughs> gravy on the taters, and I want to shit in your hat. And I want Mae West to come sit on my face because I'm a horny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember an alien because he, he's the one who goes down with that place that's just dripping. Yeah, the yeah, wet, yeah. the wet fucking, the wet room in the yeah. spaceship and uh, the chains and stuff that always stuck in my head. Yeah, and then when they when they uh, rehearse pulling the lever on uh, on the chair and he starts going, ah, 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 this is a shocking experience. Ah! <laughs> so, God bless you, Harry Dean Stanton. God bless. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Okay. I think you'd appreciate it. So, before we start talking about Twin Peaks, Again. Uh, why don't we just uh, talk a little bit about our knowledge of Twin Peaks and where we're coming from, what we know about it, what we don't know about it. Yeah. We're, we're not experts. Fuck no. And I'll mention this a lot uh, through the podcast, but if you do want to hear an episode-by-episode episode recap that fills in blanks, if you're completely lost, I would recommend listening to the Twin Peaks rewatch on the Idle Thumbs Network. If you go to idlethumbs.net, I've been listening to back to them as they've been watching as the week goes by, and they do fill in a lot of the blanks for me, because I have a lot of blanks. I haven't seen Firewalk with me. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen season two. Mm-hmm. But... For me growing up, I can remember back in those days, there was no internet. You didn't hear about the hot new thing coming and you couldn't download it. You yeah, know, yeah. So people had to send tapes yeah. of the new show and that, you know, or it would come over, but it would only come over after it was successful. So mm-hmm. there was no guarantee of you seeing this shit. Mm-hmm. And Twin Peaks was one of these things where it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to watch it, but there was this mis- era, this air about it of like, it was, it's a, it's a weird show. It's a scary show. You wouldn't like it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be watching it. Mm-hmm. And for years, I thought it was a scary thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a precursor to the X Files because it was mentioned in the same same sentence, not because of it was scary or because it was a horror show or sci fi, because it was a different kind of show than it being on. That's yeah. why they mentioned those kinds yeah. of things. And so, a couple of years back, I started watching episodes and was blown away by the black humor. Yeah, and how much I was laughing. At yeah, it. yeah, the whole. Damn fine coffee and cherry pie and just yeah. the weirdness of the residence at Twin Peaks itself and the, it's like for the me, Zen Buddhism detective work. For me, the humor, I mean, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, for me, the humor was, I mean, yes, some of it was really black, but for me, it was more absurd. Yeah. You know, the absurdity of the humor was what really sort of grabbed me. It's like, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm very, I'm very same with you. Like, um, I saw some of the episodes when it first came out. Um, I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, the, the original first two seasons came out, I think it was 1990 and 1991. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was probably about 13 or something yeah, like that. Secondary school. Yeah. And 
I don't remember the story so much as I just remember imagery. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk spoilers if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, I mean, it's not going to ruin your enjoyment of the show. Yeah. I remember just seeing Bob's arm. I remember yeah. flicking across Bob's arm coming out in the, the woods. Yeah. And yeah. going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that first time that uh, Sarah Palmer sees Bob. Yeah. You know, where he's hiding behind the bedpost and she starts screaming. Like, uh, and I remember watching, I remember like watching that episode. I came in like halfway. Yeah. And then like 10, mi- ten minutes into it, suddenly Sarah P- Palmer starts screaming and it terrified me. Mm. It scared the shit out of me. So my childhood memory of Twin Peaks is that. My childhood memory is Bob Zaram coming out of the woods with no context. Yeah. My, ch- like- my childhood memory is Sarah Palmer screaming because she sees Bob behind the, the bedpost. Yeah. Um, or was that another character? No, it was Bob behind that. She saw. No, she just screams at the end of an episode. You don't know why. No, she screams at the end of an episode when I think it's uh, what later we later find out it was the doctor who found the second half of that that broken heart pendant. Uh, pendant. Maybe it was. Yeah. Just, it was. Just, it was just the end of an episode. Yeah. I remember, and it was just like she's sitting on the couch, just like screaming. And it was. It was only like like you. Re, uh, not not too long ago that I decided to rewatch the other stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I watched all of the first season and I watched most of the second season because I, down- I downloaded some of the eps and there were three or four eps in the middle of the season that wouldn't play. Oh, no. So what I did was was that I went to Wikipedia yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I read up until what I thought you needed to know what I needed to know and then there. I went back and watched yeah. the other stuff. Yeah. And so I finished season two, watched uh, season three. I didn't rewatch any of season three. Mm. Um, and I watched it pretty much straight. Yeah. Like, by the time I started watching season three, it was already up until season... Uh, it was already up until, I think, uh, episode uh, 15. By the time you finished the previous. By the, t- by the time I... Uh, f- finished the, season two. By the time... No, yeah, by the time I finished season two, season three was up until episode 15. So I watched... Ah, I, oh watched well. I watched uh, all 15 eps... In two days? Two or three days? <laughs> really? In two or three days? Wow. Uh, and then I had to wait a while. Yeah. And then I watched um, episodes 16, 17, and 18 in one shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but... No, no, me- it was up until 14. Right. So I watched 15, 16, 17, and 18 in one go. Nobody cares. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, what I, you know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to lay the... Paint a picture for me here. I'm just trying to paint a picture in the sense that I haven't gone, gone back and rewatched stuff. I haven't, you know, I have been thinking about it a lot, but... Yeah. But it's the kind of show that's really difficult. There's no right or wrong way to interpret no. Twin Peaks. And for me as well, in the intervening years, because hearing about it and reading think pieces about it, especially when they announced this, yeah. and like, so I knew about the end of season two. I knew about mm-hmm. Cooper seeing Cooper going into the Black Lodge, yeah. seeing yeah. his doppelganger, and the, the laughing in the mirror with Bob's reflection. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And I had an idea what all that was. But what I will say is that even though there are things I don't get, oh, there's a lot. Yeah. I will I will say that hands down this is the best thing I have seen all year. Yeah. It is hands down the best thing I've seen all year. I cannot quite explain why. Why I feel this way. I just know that this is I don't think I I don't think we will ever see anything like this again. No, and it's amazing that he did it twice. Yeah. And he hasn't made a film in 10 years since Inland Empire, I think. Was it that long? It's apparently it's been that long. I've heard people long? say it's been that long. Oh shit. So yeah, I mean it's so it's been a while. And you know we talk. We're going to be talking about David Lynch quite a bit. Yeah. But I do feel it's important to point out that uh, this would not happen if it also wasn't for Mark Frost. Yes, definitely. Mark Frost is just as important to Twin Peaks as David Lynch is, and and Twin Peaks is always seen as a David Lynch thing. Yeah. And you know, deservedly so. It, yeah. it is a David Lynch thing. It his fucking fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. But 
it Mark Frost is equally important to this partnership. And from the Twin Peaks rewatch uh, podcast as well, having they looked at the ancillary materials, there's, there's a the secret history of Twin Peaks book, which is written by Mark mm-hmm. Frost. Yeah, and that apparently like. They were talking about certain episodes, and this is like they were saying it because the original series was directed; it wasn't always directed by David yeah, Lynch, yeah. and it wasn't always written by Mark Frost. Yeah, and for this one, they were saying like one of the episodes in particular—I can't remember which one—is like this is very clearly an episode that Mark Frost was had his fingerprints all over, you know. So they know the differences. I don't, but right. we'll go with we'll go with they're both fucking geniuses, and they're both mm. to do this twenty-five years apart. To reinvent the television landscape and to get the things that they put on screen, that original show and what they were taking the piss out of, because they were kind of, in a way, taking the, taking the piss out of the soap opera kind of thing, mm-hmm. but also the weird surrealist imagery and his art school background. And like, to do that again now, where there's things that happen in this show, episode eight we'll get to later, which is like, nothing like that is on TV. Nothing. Ever. Nothing. Um... And, like, I have seen Firewalk With Me, but I have not seen The Missing Pieces. Mm. That's the documentary. That's the extras, isn't it? That's all the extras, which apparently, if you put them all together, is, like, one full film. All right. (laughs) So I haven't seen The Missing Pieces, but I have seen Firewalk With Me. So when it started, I was like, shovels? (laughs) Shovels. Because I don't remember Dr. Jacoby that well. I don't think they showed him that well, right, at the beginning either. Like I mean, I didn't. It wasn't clear it was Doctor Jacoby getting the show. No, 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 not the beginning. No, no, yeah. no, no. Actually, it was because was the house is the same. Ah, right. Yeah, See, yeah, I didn't get that, but I was also like, I'm watching this. Like, this, people are waiting 25 years to watch the show. There's been like David Lynch walked away at one point. Remember? Yeah, yeah, he, did, he wasn't going to do it. There yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Issues yeah. over budget. And this other podcast, they talk about like what he was intending and what he wasn't intending. I didn't. I don't think I had that at all. I had mm-hmm. like I assume everything on screen is exactly the way he wanted it. But what I find really amazing. Like, talk about coincidence, talk about fucking serendipity, is that at the end of season two, when, uh, uh, when, I mean, not right at the end of season two, but in the original Twin Peaks, when, uh, Dale Cooper is in the Black Lodge, the Black Lodge with, uh, uh, Laura Palmer. Yeah. And she says to him, I'll see you in 20, 25 uh, years. years. I mean, yeah. That's, you couldn't, you, you couldn't, couldn't plan it any better. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, he even launched it by saying that you're the type it's of like gum you're always, you like. You're is, always talking about getting goosebumps. Like, that gives yeah. you goosebumps. Oh, and it's you know. fantastic. Yeah. So the show started, and it's just like meandering around a bit, and you've got like... Well, because like, at the end of the second season, uh, the Dale Cooper that does come out of the Black Lodge is... He's inhabited by Bob, and that the, the real... The Dale Black Lodge is some interdimensional place out in the woods of Twin Peaks. Yes. You, yeah. know, you know, like, the Black Lodge feeds on fear, the White Lodge feeds on love. Yeah. And... Bob is this cre- uh, creature of like that feeds on like the misery of you. The gar- I can never pronounce it right. The garbanzia. Did you? Hear, is that the word? He's something the, like the that. cream like, corn yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He feeds <laughs> on like bad vibes essentially. And there's a doppelganger of Cooper, Coop, and the doppelganger escapes with with Bob Bob, Bob on yeah, board. And the real Dale Cooper is stuck in the back lodge. Yeah. So when when we uh, when the return starts. You know, Cooper's in there with the giant. Yeah. And the giant base, you know, the giant, like everything in the uh, the first episode, uh, the opening scene of The Return is very, very sort of closely connected to the ve- the last two episodes yeah. of The Return. So you'll be like, what, keep, like there are clues that are in there. It's like, remember Richard, remember Linda, remember the numbers f- 430. Yeah. You could just watch that app and skip to the last two apps. Yeah. And then think, wow, and Carl McLaughlin's in real good shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is there as well, and mm-hmm. Laura's there as well. I think yeah, the they're first all. Yeah. 
And like you do, I mean, I can see how I've, I've, people have watched it, and like friends of mine have watched it, and haven't they? Didn't know the old series. It's like good luck to you because yeah. this does not give a fuck about you. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting there watching Kyle McLaughlin sit in a chair, and you're screaming. You, you, if you don't know what's going on, you're screaming at the television, saying "Say something!" Yeah. And you're just looking at people talking at yeah. him backwards for quite a while. But Dale Cooper comes out of the lodge into the real world, and he doesn't come out of. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't exit the uh, the doesn't black lodge. Clean. He doesn't black. He doesn't exit the black lodge as himself. Yeah, it's almost like he's a newborn baby, and and he inhabits this guy who looks very much like him called Dougie Jones. Well, he doesn't inhabit him. I see people talk about this, but he doesn't inhabit him. He doesn't possess him. Like Dougie disappears. Yeah, Dougie yeah, was yeah. a trap. Yeah, yeah. Dougie disappears, and he's basically he he's basically replaced. Yeah. So apparently, Bob essentially he does get out of the black lodge ever so often, but when he gets out, he has a time clock right running, yeah. and Bob sets up this trap, and the trap is a manufactured being called. Dougie Jones, also yeah. played by Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. So when Cooper tries to leave the lodge, it goes wrong. Like he's atta- he's attacked by the arms. The the arm was the little guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. the little guy, I think, passed away. Yes, so they yeah. now have this fucking weird tree. Weird thing. tree, like, and it's like I am the tr- I am the evolution of the tree, and I sound like this. Yeah. It's like fuck. <laughs> It's such good surrealist you know, bizarre like, imagery. You called down the thunder, well now you got it. Yeah, you, you know? wanted weird? Welcome to weird. <laughs> got a light. <laughs> and, and I mean I and when you watching it, you're like I'm constantly going between is what's happening now? And then it's like forget about it, just let it roll over you. And then it's like, oh and then there's a moment of, of levity and it's hilarious. Yeah. And then it's back to wait, what's going on here again? Yeah. And yeah. Con- I was constantly looking at Wikia. There's a Twin Peaks Wikia page, which is handy because right. like I didn't know some of the characters right, right, that right, well, right. so yeah. I had to check out I had to double check who Major Major, Major Briggs was. I knew it was Don S. Davis, things like that. Oh, but, like, but, like Major Briggs was one of my favorite characters. But I thought it was very clear that like Dougie Jones was a manufactured being with the idea that when Cooper's soul is pulled back into the real world, it'll go towards Dougie instead of towards Bad Coop. Yeah. And Bad Coop, it also wasn't quite clear whether Bad Coop is Bob or it's like a, it's a doppelganger of Coop with Bob on board. Yeah. And whether he exists independent of Bob. It kind of gives the impression weird. that it's a bit of both. Yeah, because at the moment he talks to the mirror, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and he says, still with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. yeah. That whole, the third episode, I just thought, I just think of it as Dale Cooper's bogus journey. Because like it the, does kind of have a little bit of that to it. The imagery of the Black Lodge is the famous zigzag carpet yeah, and yeah. the curtains, and like I love the way they played with like he gets attacked by the the arms doppelgangers, non-existent, mm-hmm. and the the carpet becomes blocks, white and black blocks, and yeah. water between. I thought that was a beautiful like upending of that imagery, mm-hmm. and he gets sucked into a weird nether realm, which is just avant-garde filmmaking. Yeah, and you just have these different uh, story strands going on. That you know, as a Twin Peaks fan, you know they're going to converge. Yeah. And it's just waiting. I'm it's glad. waiting. I'm so glad I watched this relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much... I mean, Lynch must have planned it this way. There's like Mr. Todd and... Uh, what's his, his aide's name? Is it Henry or something like that? Henry, come in here. You know that guy? Mr. Todd's the guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, yes, there's yes. a guy who appears and he's like... You don't know who he works for or yep. what's going on. But if you watch them all in a row, it becomes very apparent he's working for Bad Coop. Mm-hmm. Why do you do things... Don't ever know someone like Mr. C. Is Mr. C he calls himself? Yeah, 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 Mr. C, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but you don't know that he's talking Mr. C till later, and you're like, oh, Cooper has all these, bad Cooper has all these plans in place that good Cooper will come out of the lodge and go into this body that's in trouble, or go near this, it will be in, he'll be, he'll be in a stunned state. Yes. And so many people will try to kill him, and the Black Lodge will work through slot machines and happenstance and Cooper's own inbuilt FBI-ness. 
to keep him out of trouble. Yeah. The and way the way that he stays out of trouble is great. I mean, he's just he drops the key in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The moment Jade turns up, you're yeah. like, this is the perfect character to put in here after three episodes because you've had three episodes of Sheriff Hawk and stuff going on there and characters you don't understand and weird metaphysical shit. And then here's this lady's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Dougie? <laughs> <laughs> Like she is the audience going, what the fuck? No, no, Na- Naomi Watts is brilliant in this. That's not that's not Jade. Jade is the black prostitute. Oh, I thought you said Janie. Yeah, sorry, no, sorry, no, no, sorry, Janie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jade, the black prostitute that Dougie's with. Yes, yes. And like she just like brings this air of like modernity and like modern audiences to the whole mm-hmm. thing in a brilliant way. McLaughlin, the lines he has, they're going to become iconic. They're going to be mm-hmm. on T-shirts. Just the way he he's told, he repeats things, and the mm-hmm. way he goes into the the, the casino with five dollars and says, "Call for help." Call for help. Mm. Call for help. It's the pronunciation yeah, 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 is yeah. so no, good. No, I mean, like, Carl McLaughlin is brilliant in this. Mm. He He's able to create three distinctively different characters. Yeah. Uh, and he does it really, really well. Like, there's never any point you're thinking, which coupe is this? I mean, yeah. it's very clear from the haircut and everything yeah, else, yeah. but it's like, even the set of his... Did they do some prosthetics for his face? His mouth is more wide-looking or something when he's Bob. No. When he's bad coupe. Maybe I I I don't know about that because he looks kind of like he looks meaner. He does, he does, and 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 like uh, the the speech patterns that he's decided on are just Brilliant. bizarre, like yeah. really really good. And anyone who was able to return has returned. Cheryl Lee comes back as Laura Palmer. Michael Horse is back as Hawk. Uh, Miguel Ferrer is back as um, Albert. David Lynch is back as Gordon Cole. Uh, you know. Kimmy Robertson as Lucy, you know, like Deputy Andy is back, you know. Yeah, um, fucking Billy uh, Billy Briggs is back. Yeah, fucking yeah. James is back, and James was always cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's always cool, even though even though he's of, ki- even though he's kind of a loser. Yeah, like, and then also in the show, I got the impression he wasn't cool. Like he was in the world of Twin Peaks, he's cool. Yeah, but in the real world, he's trying too hard to yeah, be yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and one of the most. One of the most heartbreaking characters. Shelly is still hot. Yeah, Shelly's so fucking hot. Shelly's fucking hot. Like, uh, hell, The Horn brothers are, are back. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't realize, I couldn't see David Patrick Kelly under that beard for a long time, and I'm not too familiar. I know I know the, the Horn brother, uh, the one, Richard, is it? Who, no, not Richard's younger brother, the young, is the kid. The guy who runs the, the, the Twin Peaks. Yeah, ben, the, Benjamin Horn. Benjamin Horn, yeah. yeah, ben, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got, you got Ben on his desk. It's yeah. still there. The desk is the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I don't remember uh, Jimmy that well. Jimmy Horn? David Patrick Kelly? Oh, you don't? No, I don't remember him that well. Like, oh, was really? he that weird in the show as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he was basically, you know, he was basically the uh, the loser, I mean, not really the loser brother, but he was sort of like the troublemaker brother. Yeah. That every time he came into town, like, there was going to be something. Like, I like I love that episode where he comes with the baguettes from Paris, mm. and they're just eating the baguettes, and then his older brother, like, they're, they're oh, having I dinner and all that. This, yeah. and then, then, then uh, you know, the, the older brother starts eating, eating the baguettes. It's like, oh, this is the best, this is the best. <laughs> you know, and the, and the fucking wife and, and Cheryl and Fenn is like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> they're just, they're having this massive argument, and suddenly, like, it's, it's all over because the brother brought baguettes from Paris. I think I remember <laughs> that scene, now you think about it. One of the most heartbreaking turns is by Catherine E. Coulson, who plays Margaret Lanterman. The log lady. Yes, yes. Uh, she died after they shot, passed away. Yeah, yeah. just after. And David shot. David Lynch shot her stuff first because yeah. um, you know he knew that she, they they knew that she was dying yeah. and and I think that uh, the tone of that sort of permeates the whole thing. Yeah, is that even when things are more comedic, there is always this sort of underlying current of dread. 
of of menace that that runs throughout the entire thing that is always very very strong. Because she kicks off the the plotline in Twin Peaks, which is like there's something missing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the way that she says Hawk. Yeah. Is just and her and her final her final episode. Oh God. Is is quite heartbreaking. It is. She's just like Hawk. I'm dying. I'm dying. My log is turning gold. Yeah. You know, there's and there's that and there's that shot of her cabin from outside, yeah. and the light goes off. The like light goes it's. Up. It's really poetic. Beautifully done. And it's really poetic. It's so well done. And like she, she kicks off things out. And then I, listen to that those guys' podcast. They summarize. They try to summarize each episode. Mm-hmm. And one of them was just like, but Cooper is missing. And something else is missing. And meanwhile, Richard Horn is missing. And it just goes through everyone who's missing. Like, because there is a lot missing in, in this show. Because um, I think um, if you're... If you're if you're a fan of, and if you've seen the uh, the other stuff, I think one thing that this does, in some ways very well, and in some ways not at all, and and that's entirely the way David Lynch works, and that is pretty much the way this whole thing goes, is that things are left unresolved. Yeah. Um, with a lot of characters, but what's really really nice about this is that if you give a shit about these characters, you get to see certain things tied up in really beautiful ways. Big Ed and Norma. Beautiful. Yeah. Like they're not in like Big Ed. I was like I'd forgotten about Big Ed, and then he just turns up in like two. I think it's one episode, two episodes, three, three. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think. But, but you know, it's the and and that's another great thing is that when old characters are introduced, they're not introduced in some nostalgic way. It's like, hey, remember remember who this was? There's nothing like that. It's like these characters enter the show as and when it suits the show. Yeah. So when when Audrey turns up, it's not some big reveal. She turns up because, okay, now the show involves her. Yeah. You know, when Big Ed and Nora turn up, it's not like, hey, hey, remember? Well, Nora's these? there the whole time. Just I know, I know, but, 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 but when they reintroduce that aspect of their relationship, yeah. it's not this sort of, you know, the way some TV shows do it that come back after a while. Yeah. The way they introduce old characters is like, hey, hey, remember, yeah. remember this guy? There's none of that in this. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. But the way they, the, cause, because my God, you, you you were hurting for for Big Ed and and, and Nora uh, in Norma Norma in uh, in in the original. Yeah, because what's his bitch wife called? Uh, Nadine. Nadine. Yeah, Nadine. With that, I love the I love with the, the silent with run, the silent run silent run drapes. Because <laughs> I remember that she was like she was constantly like working with the crazy. She didn't own the shop in the original. No, right? no, 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 no. No, she was like and the drapes. The drapes silent silent. Listen to this. <laughs> And the fact that she loves Dr. Amp's fucking weird video yeah. broadcasts. Dig yourself, shovel yourself out, out of, of the, the shit. shit. <laughs> brilliant. And, um, you know, in, in, and in the old series, uh, you know, Lucy was expecting a baby mm-hmm. and she was trying to decide, you know, who's the dad? Is it going to be Deputy Andy or is it going to be like that other asshole whose name I can't remember, that British guy? You know, I can't, I can't remember his name. I can't remember, but he was a great character. Right. <laughs> and in this series, you get to see. The child. Wally Dando. Wally Brando. Brando. <laughs> Michael fucking Sarah. Michael fucking Sarah. Doing like the worst and also the best, best. <laughs> Brando impersonation. Brando. Brando. It's, it's so out of nowhere and just, and also putting uh, Robert, Forster. Robert Forster's uh, Sheriff Truman in there. I mean, the original Sheriff Truman retired from acting. I mean, I would have thought maybe he'd come back for this, but Robert Forster was apparently was going to be cast for that and then went off into the movie instead. Mm. But he's going to be cast in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just having his hangdog face look at fucking Michael. Scott Pilgrim wapsing rhapsodically about the fucking road and his shadow. <laughs> and meanwhile, you've got Lucy and fucking Andy just, just staring. Just staring at 
I mean, I laughed my ass off. It's so it was absurd. so funny, yeah, and it's like. It's let's sit for a long fucking yeah. time. And if you watch the stuff that Michael Sarah's been doing on Jash, and if you watch the stuff that he's on what Jash, his YouTube network that oh. he, that he has with Sarah Silverman and Tim, oh, and Eric I haven't heard of this, and uh, Reggie Watts. But if you look at that stuff, and if you look at a lot of the film choices that he's done since Scott Pilgrim, he's very much in that wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like the the kind of things that he finds funny. So what was the thing where he had the evil doppelganger, evil guy himself? My, my brush with infamy or something like that. What was it called? Oh, youth and revolt. Youth and revolt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> brush with infamy. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> that's, my, that's the name. Of, that's my autobiography. Um, and also, we get to meet Diane. Yes, Diane's another character. Diane is like, like or we meet Diane's Topa. Yes. Fuck you, Albert. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it's brilliant. For Diane was always the person that Cooper was talking to. Uh, Cooper was always talking to in his books, and there was never, never any hint of her in the show. Yeah, never. Um, but there's the mention, like, what, it, but it, like, that was the one time, like, it was the one time in this entire experience of watching Twin Peaks The Return that I laughed and clapped. When you saw her? When I saw Diane. Even before that, I mean, I got the hint where Albert says, like, there's only, out Gordon Cole just shouts all the fucking time. <laughs> Albert! Holy smokes! No, was it? She's a beauty! <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know. I heard that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can it? hear you. I was like, we need someone who knows Coop. And is like, do you know someone who can help? It's like, I don't know where I can find her. But I know, I know where, where she, she drinks. drinks. M- Miguel Ferrer, another actor who passed away. And he's given so much in this. I mean, there is an X-Files spinoff, which is just Gordon, Albert, and um, Tammy Preston. Mm. Like, were they given quite as much run in the old series? No, no. I mean, they, they, you know, uh, not so much Cold, but Albert had more time than Cold. Yeah, Albert came to Twin Peaks first. Yeah, and uh, the relationship between uh, Albert and the original Sheriff Truman was actually quite beautiful. Yeah. Because, like, the first time he went in there, they were all at each other's throats, you know, and Sheriff Truman, like, punched him in the oh, face. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I can imagine that. Punched him in the face. And then, like, suddenly, and then after a while, they... They, they had this moment where, uh, Miguel Ferrer, like, uh, where Albert was sort of saying to Sheriff Truman, you know, it's like, I may be a hard ass, but I'm all about love, and I love you, Sheriff Truman. And then, and then the, uh, the, the, ep- a, a few, a couple of episodes later, the next time they all see each other, like, they give each other, like, crazy Tom Cruise Scientology hugs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, it was, it was great to see Miguel Ferrer in this role again, yeah. and it was such a great swan song. Yes, and he gets, like, even, a lovely character moment is that, like, they're going to North Dakota and Gordon's kind of jazzed about seeing Mount Rushmore. Yeah. He's like, we're nowhere near Mount Rushmore! He's <laughs> like, I printed you out a picture. It's like, what's it? Faces of history! Because <laughs> he knows him so well that he knows the picture will do all right. Yeah. Uh, the FBI guys, just all their stuff. I mean, if you forget, did you remember the scene when they're first introduced? There's, like, there's a murderer who, or someone who's accused of murder and he's, he thinks he's hidden... Um, the case they're working on before they come to, back to the Twin Peaks case is yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's hidden objects in his garden that will give them the the, 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 the the identity of the killer. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like lots of pictures of pinup girls, <laughs> yeah. and then like we a, a machine gun and some other shit. And Gordon just says, "Ah, the congressman's dilemma." <laughs> and then someone calls and says, "It's about Cooper," and he just out of nowhere just yeah. says, "What the hell?" <laughs> I laughed out loud at that moment. And again, nice moments for people. Uh, Miguel Ferrer and the forensic doctor from Bullhorn. Bullhorn? 
Yeah, uh, Jane Levy. Yeah, Jane Levy. Like, yeah. they get a nice little moment together. It's like, yeah. well, no matter what happens, Albert can always go off with her. Yeah. It's, and, and, and Gordon can go off with the turnip farmer's yeah. daughter or niece, whatever the fuck was going on there. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> the moment with the, so, the moment, Gordon is deaf as fuck and just like turns his hearing aid all the way down. The moments when they have something quiet to talk about. Yeah. And he turns it up super hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he explains, like, Albert, don't move your foot like that. <laughs> the sound is penetrating. He says it's something. It's horrifying. It's David Lynch in this is amazing. He is. Just, there's a moment he's just whistling to himself as well, isn't there? He's just sitting in his office whistling to himself. Was he? Yeah. But he's leaning back in his chair with the nuke picture behind him. Their whole investigation fills in so much of the lore, right? Because that's not was that in the original show, the stuff about the Blue Rose, the book, you know, people no, disappearing. No, actually, the Blue Rose is more closely connected to Firewalk with Me ah. than the actual series. There was, if I, 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 I seem to recall like a brief mention of it, yeah. but uh, it was much more closely connected to Firewalk with Me than it was to the series. I, I do like the the Tommy Tommy Preston character because the actress has been told walk sexy. They yeah. do everything like she's just like pirouetting all the time and sashaying with her hips. And the FBI also leads us to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It's thrilling when you say the full thing. David It was Duchovny's it was great return. to see David Duchovny back. And she's now the Denise is now the head, <laughs> head of, of the, the FBI. FBI. <laughs> Which is also just as much a X Files nod as, as anything else. Mm. And it was and great. The, the, she's just talking about like Tammy Preston, really Gordon? You know, you, you have a history. Just to backtrack, you know, talking about Diane, Laura Dern plays Diane. We yeah. didn't mention that. I'll we'll get back to her, I think, in a bit. Yeah. But, like, just the... She knows that Gordon's a horn dog. <laughs> but when he leaves the office, she's, like, flustered? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, she yeah, flushes yeah. her face. Like, yeah, yeah, she, even yeah, yeah, even yeah. now, she finds Gordon hot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was so nice. But, you know, as, as, as the whole thing continues, it really does... It, it's... It's interesting the way that it progresses because it's so it's so weird and yeah. it's so and it's so stretched out. Yeah, it's so stretched out. Like a scene you'll see in episode three won't make sense till you're you understand who those characters were talking to and why in episode seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how ultimately it does sort of feel that um, that it's sort of about this, you know, trying to make sense of it. You know, is of its is, mythology of, of its mythology is the, the whole idea that is what is real. Yeah, and you know, because uh, the the whole idea of dreams plays a very important part in it as well. Some people have said that like this might be Lynch looking back over his whole career, and like they do the whole sleeper awaken thing from Dune. Like, like the, listen to people talking about like when's he going to do Dune, and there is that whole point of like the sleep, who's the sleeper, mm. which is a it's, it's a big line in Dune as mm-hmm. well. And there's other moments that re- reference a Razorhead, and like they're not mm-hmm. referenced in such a way, but they very clearly seem to be informed by. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, and also, there's uh, you know from the original series that whole aspect of. Um, uh, Dale Cooper's relationship with Audrey, Audrey Horn, mm. because they were supposed to be a couple, but mm. then because Cal McLaughlin was dating Lara Flynn Boyle, and Lara Flynn Boyle was getting incredibly jealous of fucking everyone. Mm. And she's also a nut job now, right? She, yeah, yeah. She doesn't return. Yeah, she hasn't returned. Uh, but Alicia Witt has returned as uh, Donna Hayward's younger sister. Yeah. Uh, but that's a weird storyline that goes kind of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Shelley's daughter. A, a, a f- there's a few. Re- there's a few storylines that go that don't go anywhere. Which is life. Which is that's how it is. Yeah. You know, like if you're if you're looking for resolutions, yeah. this is not the show to watch. But that said, there's resolutions. There are resolutions, but if you want everything neatly tied up, this, no. is, this show's not going to no. give it to you. Uh, but you know, the whole idea of like you know, like, are we living in a dream? You know, how how much of this is actually real? Yeah, is something that is quite important 
I think, uh, throughout the whole thing. And even uh, especially played out throughout the last two episodes is that is that how many realities are there? Yeah. And... Let's not jump ahead quite yet. I think we still want to talk about it. I want to talk some of the Vegas stuff first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Vegas... Uh, the Mitchum brothers. The Mitchum brothers. James Belushi and... Robert and Nepper. Robert Nepper. Genius. I mean... I have... It's been a long time since I've really liked James Belushi in something. Yeah. I fucking love him in And this. I've heard people saying, like... Because he was in... Who did Wild Palms? Wild Palms was another weird TV show. Do you remember that? It was kind of a weird, Vaguely. weird retro futuristic thing. Mm-hmm. And James Bush was in that, and it's weird that they were referencing those kind of characters. I vaguely, vaguely remember it. Yeah, but it's just that it's funny they're in Vegas and they're these Vegas fucking. They own the casino that Cooper gets all his money from. But then just like Candy smashing fucking Robert Nepper in the face, trying to get a fly, <laughs> and then and then the episode after that. Like her reaction, she's really weird. She's, for the rest of the thing, she's fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. It's like she's on drugs the whole time because there's three girls. These guys have three like old school cigarette girls from yeah, things that follow them everywhere. everywhere, and it's and they're called Candy, Mandy, and Sandy or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just they're like they're gonna kill Dougie Jones, but he brings an apple pie. And James Belushi has a dream. Yeah, that like I need to know what's in this box. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's what I think it is, we can't kill him. <laughs> Which leads me to another actor who I thought was just... At first, I didn't realize it was him. And then I did. And then I loved everything he did. Tom Sizemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom. Skinny looking Tom Sizemore. He's great this. Yeah, he's really, really good. But I didn't recognize... He lost his eyebrows or something? <laughs> he looked weird. Uh, he, look, he looks paranoid. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was his boss. Was that Blake Harrington from the fucking mm. Dynasty or something? No, 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 no. no Looked no. like him. It wasn't John Forsythe. Oh. Oh yeah, John Paul. I can't quite remember who it was, but no, no, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. No, it was Don Murray. Ah, Don Murray. But it's this weird little storyline. It's this weird storyline of like paying off like this woman putting up with basically a human balloon for years. Where like then you watch Janie is completely oblivious to the fact that her husband is no longer her husband. She's got a little Sunny Jim upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Say goodnight to Sunny Jim. <laughs> like he's called Sunny Jim. It's such a fucked up thing. And like the way she deals with the. The blackmailers? Yeah, yeah, the blackmailers is great. Like, she's got hundreds of thousands of dollars from Dougie's win. Yeah, yeah, but she's, she's still like, just like, no, she's still bargaining. We're giving it. you 25. We're giving you, I'm giving you good interest. Most banks wouldn't give you this interest. We, we are not the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> we drive shitty cars. <laughs> she's, it's like, she's annoying, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And just, how do you not realize that your husband's being lobotomized? How do you not realize that your husband has lost shitloads of weight? <laughs> well, then, the sex scene. That was great. His hands just like going up and down. <laughs> no, also like the, also the uh, the 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 health checkup scene was great as well. Just realizing he's cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's it's the whole Vegas thing was just like, where is this going? Because it's again, it's Lynch knowing that you want to see Agent Dale Cooper have a cup of coffee and say, "Damn, fine pie," and you have to wait seven, 16, 17 episodes before it happens. But even but even when Coop really comes back, he never get that never really happens. No, you do get. We have to call the FBI. Yeah, yeah. I am the FBI. Yeah, and, and then also when he calls Sheriff Truman, it's like, "Hi, is the coffee on?" Yeah, you know that that that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's again. It's, it's... But that bit when when uh, when when Mister C is there and he's on the phone with the real Cooper. Yeah, is unbelievably tense. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and then Truman knows pretty fast. And he's yeah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's so good. There's a weird thing to hear the whole thing with like, I don't know whether it's David Lynch doesn't know how mobile phones work or the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, did you notice all the technology is just weird? I did notice that. Yeah, like the mobile phones are like 
super large text. I mean, it's like our friends who have like reading problems. Yeah, they, I mean, they're they're the old phones. Basically, well, some of them are. Yeah, but yeah, then like the like, smartphones, like, the smartphones only show you the thing you want. Or even when he's using when when Coop is using when Bad Coop is using a computer to look at a, a Google Maps, mm-hmm. he doesn't open a browser and go to Google Maps. The map is the whole fucking screen on his laptop. It's just mm-hmm. there when he needs it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then at the next screen, it's just, it's the FBI database. And he's mm-hmm. putting in weird garbage codes. He's not putting in Agent Dale Cooper. He's putting in like And the fact, oh, the, 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 the prison scene when he just hacks the whole fucking prison. Mm-hmm. There's a weird thread as well going through the whole thing with uh, Philip Jeffries, which is David Bowie's character from uh, Far Walk Far with Me, yeah. who is now played by a giant kettle. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> <coughs> So all this stuff goes on. David Patrick Kelly has arguments with his foot. I am not your foot. Well, because he's fucking, fucking stoned. <laughs> I think I'm high! He's calling his brother. It's like, he walks from Washington to Wyoming? That's a bit of a distance. And his binoculars kill someone. Yes! <laughs> that was, that was again, it was a resolution to the Richard Horn story and not one you expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Harry Dean Stanton earlier. He gets a really nice moment with uh, asshole Richard Horn running over a kid because he's an asshole. Yeah. And that was... That was quite bad. Rough yeah, to watch. Yeah, rough to watch. And um, it should be said that, you know, Richard Richard Horn is actually the child of... Um, uh, Audrey and Badcoop. Like, Audrey and Badcoop. So, yeah. in the uh, at the end of the second season, Audrey was involved in an explosion. And uh, it's, it's, it's mentioned in passing that... She was in a coma. Yeah, she was in a coma, and that after uh, Bad Coop came out of the uh, Black Lodge... He visited her. He visited her, so mm. he raped her. Yep, and he, he says it at the end. Yep. Goodbye, son. Goodbye, son, yeah. What a dick. But, I mean, we had that beautiful moment. Richard Dean Stanton just has this nice moment of just, like, running the trailer park and just talking to people. Like, the guy who goes, who hitches a ride with him into town, never appears again. Mm-hmm. Or the guy who's like, you fix the gas at someone's house, you do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's, here's 50 bucks for that. You have to pay rent this month. Don't sell your blood. You need it. Yeah. Just little moments of humanity. And he sees the kid's soul mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah, his yeah. body. Just like... And that, and that shit when, when, when Mr. C gets supposedly killed and the fucking, like, mountain black the mountain woodsmen. and the woodsmen come in. That shit is just freaky. Weird as it's fuck. It's weird as fuck. It's freaky as shit. Uh, Which it's leads crazy. us to episode eight. Eight, yes. One of the most avant-garde fucking 35 minutes. When, when I was watching it, I was completely off my face, and and I had no idea what I was. I mean, I knew I was in for something weird, but Mm. as that as that episode started to really get into its groove, I was because Coop gets shot, and then the the mountain men come out, and then it just goes to Nine Inch Nails place. Yeah, like whoa, why are we in the roadhouse at the beginning of middle of the episode? And then it just goes into this thing. It just goes to White Sands, New Mexico, when the fucking nuke goes off for the first time. but, But the way it does it, yeah. You don't realize what you're seeing, yeah. And then one once you once it dawns on you, you're like, "Holy shit, what is this?" And then it just goes into this other direction, this other direction, to the point where you don't even know your name anymore. Yeah, it's like, what is happening? There's a thing, um, you know, the Grant Morrison comic, The Invisibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of that is like that. I don't know if David Lynch has seen it or whether Grant Morrison got more from Twin Peaks than most people did. Mm-hmm. But Twin, The Invisibles is a group of freedom fighters, but they're fighting against the forces of chaos versus order. But it's not the usual chaos versus order because they all come from the same place, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. And a large part of the mythos of The Invisibles is when that nuke went off, it pierced the universe. Mm-hmm. And the universe fell into itself. Like a creature came from outside this universe, which was part of itself. Right. And it experienced itself for the first time from the inside. 
and that freaked everything out. And and in a way, in this in this show, it, it seemed to make sense to me that when humanity in, developed the bomb, something of such awesome power and in a way evilness, that fractured reality. Mm. And that's the kind of the experiment thing that like yeah, yeah, spews yeah. out Bob. It's like they're so. Dis- it's like it was a it was an assault on reality that resulted in Bob being born. Yeah. And the fireman, and whoever the fuck the lady was, because the fireman, the giant is credited as the fireman yeah. certain times, yeah, and yeah. then otherwise it's just like exclamation marks, mm-hmm, or question mm-hmm. marks. Yeah. And he births the the light that is Laura Palmer in this world, as in she will be the one to end Bob or somehow or something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can you can you can put that narrative to it. Can't really see it when you're watching it because yeah. <laughs> you're just watching. Like there's at least five minutes of just abstract like noise on the screen. More. Yeah. More than five minutes. And it's just. No, it's. I have never been more uh, baffled, baffled, and and thrilled by an episode of television ever. Yeah, ever. And and we've seen a lot of good shit, I you know. And, the, and, and that... watching it, honestly, it's like I'm watching. It, I'm like, I cannot fucking believe that they let him do this. Yes, they gave him money <laughs> to do this. You know, and and you know, we talk about it like a TV show, but really, the third season is not a TV show. It's an 18-hour film. Yeah, a lot of people have been coming, calling it that. Because it is, because like I said earlier, the characters that you you don't understand what they're doing oh. or who they are and stuff like that, they don't appear till later. But when you look back on it, it, call, it, no, it all kind of makes sense. No, because it wasn't written as something episodic. It was a fucking 400 plus, you know, like a thousand plus page script yeah. with 400 speaking roles. Yeah. It's... This it, it's insane. It's insane. It's a miracle. I love Showtime. It's a miracle that this happened. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like I cannot think of any other filmmaker being given the opportunity. Like you know, you don't count someone like James Cameron, who's no. basically done his thing. He's yeah. like, "Fuck you, I exist outside of the studio system." So I've like, made more money than God. Fuck like off. someone like Peter Jackson is like, "I exist outside." You know, like no, yeah. David Lynch isn't like that. No. He is a singular artist yeah. who has been given this amazing canvas and he he didn't fuck it up. No. Like he delivered in spades. Yeah. It is it was everything I wanted the third season to be and more. Yeah. Like it confounded me, it frustrated me, it infuriated me, it it thrilled me, it exhilarated me. I was like it, it, And now that it's over, it kind of makes sense. In a way? Yeah, I mean, it it makes complete sense, but you but it, it makes sense in a way that you have to sort of understand that this is not something that is going to tell you what it is. Yeah. You need to make up your own mind. Yeah. And if you're going to be confused about it, like, oh, what does it mean? What does it mean? Yeah. Chances are you won't no, get anything from it. You need it. to let it wash over you and come to a realization naturally. It's but, like, oh, maybe that's what Bob was. But it's, 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 it's great that he's got the balls to not give us what we want. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck you. This, this is what I. This, this is, is my baby. This is my baby, and you either you know you're either along for the ride or you're not. Yeah. And but it's amazing that he also decided to give us so much resolution. Yeah. As well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean he's not. You know, <laughs> he, he's not stupid. No. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a it's not a slap in the face to the fans. It's quite the opposite. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that need to be done, like you know, like like with big, like with Big Ed and Nora, like yeah. that needed to happen. Or even Albert tells Tammy about Project Blue Rose, yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, the FBI agents break into a room, and there's uh, Lorraine something or other, and like yeah. she, they kill her. She says Blue Rose, and they realize the woman screaming at her is also her, and this yeah. whole thing of doppelgangers and people disappearing in a really yeah. bad video effect. Yeah, yeah. But like that, people wondering. I, this is the other podcast radio show, so I'm like maybe. He was scripting on budget with certain effects. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, because that whole nuke sequence and everything is exquisitely done. Yeah. But like, sometimes the best effect is somebody just fading out. Yeah. 
And that's what he wants. He wants that. Because, like, the moment, there's a moment later on when uh, we, we haven't even talked about fucking uh, the guy from Hackers. What's his name? Oh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Okay, but it's impossible. Yeah, no, it's possible. But it's impossible when to they cover. go to the zone. Yeah. And, like, everyone else just sees Gordon standing there. But yeah. Gordon sees. The woodsman yes. and the convenience yeah, store yeah, yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. weird shit. But everyone else, and he's about to, dis- it looks like he's about to fade out and Albert pulls him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's, it's, again, it's a perception and what is reality and like you won't see, your mind can't comprehend him disappearing into a void in the sky. So we'll just see him blank out. Yeah. And, and David Lynch has for his entire career made a habit of not explaining his work. No. So it's really, it's really yours. It's really up to you. And, you know, this is just coming off of watching it once. Yes. <laughs> and, you, know, you know, I think I think if you you know if you wa- if you went back and watched all those ep- if you went back and did the whole thing again, you you'd see so much more. You'd see so much more. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's really hard to to talk about. Like, imagine the you know, like imagine the fucking elevator pitch for this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's 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 so many characters. There's so much going on. There's so many things interweaving in, into each other. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's good. So I like the way... Like, it did... Dale came back. Yes. And he came back... A hundred times plus. Yes. Like, he's just like, straight on the money. He's got a plan. He knows what to do. We're going to Twin Peaks. I need the, I need the, the Mitchum Brothers plane. We're going to bring yeah. the girls with us as well. And he's like... You ne- you don't need to worry about about the government, U.S. government, ever again, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I'm gonna tell them you have a heart of gold. You have a heart of gold, <laughs> and and I just love this. Like they just they buy it. Yeah, like they're like because he saved them thirty million dollars. More than that. More than that was more it? More than that. More than that. I can't remember the number, but I remember it was more than that. Yeah, and and just uh, when they all get to Twin Peaks, it's uh, it's and it's, I love I love the way uh, like Coop as Dougie holds his his fork. With the pie, it really is like a, like a child. Yeah, uh, when he's holding a pen. Yeah, yeah. He's he's holding the pen upside down, around yeah, yeah. in a fist, in a clenched fist, and just scrawling on it. And the way and the way that he reveals the problems in the insurance company, like that, is just genius. And the way that they don't explain what they it don't is. explain. Anything. He's just like, I looked over what it's you gave like, me, Dougie. Like, what is this? It's like, like we got a lot to we got we've a lot, lot to talk about. Lot to talk about. Keep this to yourself, like Dougie can do anything else. <laughs> But when they all get together, it's like, and also Sheriff Andy gets to be the one who has the, he gets the revelation of everything. Yeah. Like he gets to see everything and just doesn't tell anyone about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like himself and his other guy, Freddy, the guy with the rubber glove hand. Yeah, Freddy. Yeah. Like this guy comes out of nowhere. He comes he, out of you nowhere. see him in the early episodes. He's in the bar with, when yeah. James is always yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, he yeah. Just, and I saw, why has he got a green hand? <laughs> and they explained that. And he's just like, oh, and the fireman told me this. Like, Farman was real fucking chatty that day. Yeah. <laughs> like every other day, he's not said anything useful to anyone ever. And he said to him, "Go to Twin Peaks, and you will have the power of a pile driver." <laughs> and then it's like, "Get up, Freddy! Punch Bob!" But who who did you think uh, Judy was? So this is one of the mysteries because I think um, Miguel Ferris says like Jude is this like yeah. embodiment of evil, mm-hmm. and a plan was hatched to trap Jude. Mm-hmm. Now is Jude the thing from the box? Because the thing from the box. Is that in Sarah Palmer now? Because the thing from the box mm. doesn't come back. Yeah, it doesn't come back. Yeah, so you kind of get like the impression that uh, some evil force is using Sarah Palmer. Yeah, but you get the impression that first she's just sitting and smoking and watching hyena videos. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, when, when leading up to her fucking tearing the throat out of some guy and tearing her face off, which is something Black Lodge people do all the time, mm-hmm. and it was weird shit inside. Leading up to that, there's a lot of shots of like following electricity wires. Mm, yeah, yeah. So is that the the creature that came out of the box? Or I think they call that the experiment or the experiment model or something like that. 
is that flying down the wires and gets to Laura's house or something like that? Possibly. Because that's that's one thread that's not explained at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, they keep that. Yeah. You know, it's doubtful there's going to be a fourth season, but... Yeah. I mean, we get to see... Freddy punches Bob out of existence. Yes. Cooper puts the ring on Bad Coop. Mm-hmm. Bad Coop returns to the lodge. Mm-hmm. We think that we've got a resolution. I'm thinking, is this season... Is this episode 17 or 18? This is 17. No, no, but I'm watching it thinking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I, got the right, have I missed an episode? Yeah, no, I, I was thinking the same thing. Because it looks like thing, everything's yeah. getting wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not... This is great. And they're all in the same room together. Yeah, 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 James yeah, yeah. is there. And Candy says, we didn't bring enough... Thank God we brought enough sandwiches. And, uh, and Coop's face is superimposed onto... The whole scene. The, the whole scene. Which also brings back to that whole thing of like, are we li- are we living in a dream? You know, yeah. like what are we, are what is our reality? Yeah. And then they go to Philip Jeffries, and they go to the where the woodsmen were, and the weird lady with a guy's face. Is that the woman all open the door for you? Like she's the, in the background there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go back to try and save Laura Palmer. So he does take Laura away, not Laura. Laura? It's not Laura. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's. It's from Firewalk. They used footage from Firewalk with me. Yeah, yeah. He takes. Yeah, Laura Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Laura yeah. Palmer. The Because like when 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 Laura Palmer um basically like tells uh fucking James, yeah James to to fuck off. You know she runs off into the woods and then later on that's where she gets murdered and then Dale takes her away from that and then she disappears. She disappears and then we're reintroduced to that crazy ass scream that Cheryl Lee has. Yes. It's a crazy scream. She hasn't lost it. She's still got that scream. But so my thinking on all this is like the all three screams because she screams in the the red room as well, right? Yeah, and disappears. Yeah, and the red room doesn't quite exist in time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's her screaming when she's talking to Coop trapped in the lodge. Her screaming back in Fire Walk with me when she disappears when Coop tries to save her, mm-hmm. and when she screams at the very end when Carrie Page is standing outside the house. Yeah. Is that all the pieces of Laura coming together? Your guess is as good as mine. That, no, that's the impression I got. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. But then Coop's line of, what year is this? <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, for me, uh, that that bit was much more that something had gone wrong. Wrong uh, or it was like, it, it had unintended consequences. Trying to save Sarah, Laura had problems. Yeah. And then I mean, he made up with that and he said, like... That's what like, I mean. That's what I mean. Is that something had gone wrong. And, right. then, and then the fact that... And, and suddenly it goes back to, to Cooper and Cooper becomes this very tragic character. Yeah. Because Diane is no longer Diane, she's Linda. Yeah, where it's this whole thing of like, he's in this vicious circle of trying to solve something that... Never happened. That, that, you know, at this point it's like, yeah, exactly, it's like, what is real? Yeah. And, but, but he, he is on this, this one man mission. Yeah. And, and he and, thinks, and like, he, brings, like, he thinks and, bringing Laura, aka and for Carrie... And whatever might have happened in some past episode or something that has now fractured, has now fractured the reality. Yeah. That where is he? Yeah. When is he? When is he? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> there is some crazy numerology shit. I, I, I saw one Twitter person about it, like the, the, the numbers, um, tying together different things and saying like, what year is it makes sense because of the numbers have to add up. Like Cooper says, exactly 430 miles from somewhere. Mm-hmm. The, the, the numbers matter because when they go through that, that's when they pass from the old Twin Peaks reality to whatever the fuck episode 18 is. <laughs> yeah. I think... One thing we should we should it was it was baffling and interesting again and it's like I mean people talk about maybe it's a season four I don't think it'll be a season four I don't think it'll be, it'll be anything else I mean never say never but it it doesn't look likely yeah. I, and I, I think it's it, it's the perfect thing like eight seventeen ties up so much yeah for eighteen just be like and then what yeah but I think one thing I do want to mention as well was just the use of the Twin Peaks theme throughout at different points yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um 
So I thought that the, the, the other podcast was talking about give you complaining, but there was some scenes that didn't work for them because they were missing the drum, the kind of the, the, the light drum things. They were remember the old series had like certain moments where it was like the yeah, 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 yeah. certain scenes didn't work for them, and there is an awful lot of silence in this. There is, there but is. then when the Twin Peaks theme plays. Like the moment with Bobby Briggs when he sees, yeah, yeah, when he sees the picture of Laura Palmer, yeah, yeah. and it's just like his reaction is great, it's fantastic, yeah, great actor, and it just it, it really gets you, and yeah. it's the same. I think it plays the same. Well, it got you. It made me laugh, yeah. but but at the same time, I that it made me laugh in the same way. It inspires a complicated emotion. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's the same when I think the music plays when Coops leaves the hospital as well, right? I think as well. Mm, mm. There's just so much good. We don't even know what the woodsmen are. Fucking, they're the they're the blackest of the black lodge. The white lodge doesn't really turn out. Is Mike no. just a white lodge? Hmm? Is Mike just a white lodge? It it doesn't really factor into it. Yeah. It's like it's more of a. It's, it seems to be more of an idea of a concept than an actual place. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was definitely a trip, and I, I I'm, I'm interested to go back to finish season two and to watch Firewalk with Me and just like I, I, again the other that, that other podcast I talked about mentioned about looking at the book after seeing the the, the bomb go off and then looking through it, and there was a Dougie there was a Dougie character who was in the show originally mm-hmm. who also was at White Sands according to this book so it's mm-hmm. in the, the book kind of he felt like he felt like an FBI agent looking back at these case files to find shit and it's it's there's more to be to be seen throughout the whole thing but i think we should just you know the it was a great show Miguel Ferrer fantastic everyone's fantastic and uh just all we can say is this is the water, and this is the well. Drink full in the sand, the horse is the wider the eyes, and the dark within.